The Café Chronicles, Episode 8, The Head Man of SW8. The beard waits for me to finish squeezing a folded napkin under one of the table legs to steady what has over the years often been a wobbly table before he brings the tall glass to rest in front of me. I snatch a look at his ever-lengthening beard as I thank him for the coffee. The strands of white coming through suggest he might at least be in his mid-thirties. I force myself to make some small talk about the table's historical wobbliness, but I've given myself nowhere to go with it really, and I find myself thanking the beard once again for the coffee in order to kill the one-sided exchange. As he moves on to serve another customer, I reach inside a pocket for my sweetener dispenser and hiding it in the palm of my hand, hurriedly drop a tablet into the latte and stir. It's a slow and languid stir, the sound of the tall spoon against the tall glass always conjuring up a visual of my dad from decades gone by, who introduced me to coffee when I was six years old. Signor Volatile gives me a nod that took me almost a decade to earn as he navigates his way through the tight spaces between the tables to deliver a couple of flat whites to the headman of SW8 and his partner, Mr. Sandals, both 50-something long-time regulars. The headman's oversized skull makes him one of the more physically striking characters in the cafe, while the bespectacled Mr. Sandals is always one of the earliest adopters in the cafe of open-toed footwear as soon as spring is breaking through. This summer, Mr. Sandals has new sandals. He has recently become a walking tour guide, and I'm assuming his new sandals are a sign that his new sideline is going well, though it should be said his toenails could have done with a trim before he debuted the new hideous-to-me footwear. Given the frequency with which he is recently showing up in the cafe throughout the day, which he has started using as the meeting point for those going on the walk, there's every chance his toenails are longer than the actual walks themselves. The headman of SW8's oversized head was the subject of a vitriolic verbal attack from the notorious drunken Somalian of Wandsworth Road, a short walk from here, one evening back in October 2011, when London was in the midst of arguably the best Indian summer of this lifetime. That night, the waiters failed to deal with the drunken Somalian, who has the kind of overbite normally addressed in childhood by orthodontists these days, as he verbally tore into the locals sat in the Alfresco area. He was so offensive that some of the younger regulars wanted to fight him. Normally disciplined with my orders, or frugal, depending your viewpoint, that was the only night of that year where I exceeded my maximum two lattes order. Sat at my toilet table, I was thankfully exempt from the attacks, but having seen the collapse of a recent TV deal, I was licking my wounds, and it's fair to say that my wardrobe and hair at the time indicated I was experiencing something of a difficult period. I didn't want to risk leaving the cafe while the Somalian was still out there and have him draw attention to what was a wardrobe clearly in need of urgent updating, and the first of several bouffants that have dogged me this decade owing to an escalating dread of small talking with barbers. Just as I was briefly considering fleeing that night, the headman turned up and was immediately set upon by the inebriated Somalian who accosted him with the immortal line, You've got such a f- big head. While factually correct, it wasn't nice to see, but I do feel that the headman, badly shaken by the incident, made a mistake in calling in the police, as it only served to renew attention on the formidable size of his skull, which had taken us regulars some time to get used to. And what's more, he would have had to of course mention the offending remark to the police, who would have quietly noted that yes, he does have an oversized skull. I take a call from my aunt, Spanish Carnu, whose exact age remains unclear, reminding me to get my prostate checked out. This woman is obsessed with my prostate. I get the same call every week. 
My uncle had prostate issues during the early part of the millennium, and I understand Spanish Carnu's concerns. But as much as I love my uncle, and as close as I am to him, he's not my blood uncle. Of course, not wanting to offend my aunt with the line about my uncle not being my blood uncle, I let her continue. ¿Sabes cómo revisan la prostata? Yes, I know how they check your prostate, I say, mesmerized by Mr. Sandals' claw-like toenails. Ignoring me, Spanish Carnu proceeds to again break down how prostates are checked. I feel myself pulling my most animated facial expression of the day. Concerned it might be too theatrical, right away I rein it in, pick up the tall spoon and rapidly begin stirring a latte that has already been stirred to death. Let's do this again tomorrow. The Café Chronicles was written and presented by Daniel Ruiz Tizon. For more of Daniel's work, please visit danielruiztizon.com and you can follow him on Twitter at 1607 West Egg.